You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise Jesus. Okay, on Sunday we started to look at um, the account from Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. And we saw that um, Peter, in the first few verses, what we saw of him was that he was in a very, very, you know, unfortunate and frustrating situation. Where he had toiled all night and caught nothing. And if you read on in that text, the Bible says, Lord Jesus Christ came and seeing two boats, he entered into one of them, the one belonging to Peter. And having entered that particular one, he made a request. He said, thrust out a little. Okay, which Peter obliged. And we don't know how long that the master occupied his boat. But we know that by the end of that occupation of Peter's boat, Peter's um, fortune was completely turned around. Praise the Lord. However, it didn't happen without an instruction. Our Lord Jesus did not command fish. Fish, jump, enter into Peter's boat. Did he do that? He gave him another instruction. He said to him what? Launch out into the deep for and let your nets down for a catch. Which Peter reasoned and said, Master... What you're saying doesn't make sense because we have told all night and what caught nothing. However, let me do it not because it makes sense, but because you said it. Praise the Lord. I pray that we will begin to do things not because they make sense, but because the word of God says so in the name of Jesus. And you remember the account of uh, uh, the mother of uh, uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the one. Powerful advice. You know, mothers know their children. Praise the Lord. I know fathers know their children. I don't know who knows better. Is it mothers or fathers that know better? Mothers know better. Okay, so our Lord, our Lord Jesus, the mother of our Lord Jesus said, said to the servants, whatsoever he says to you, what? Do it. Do it. Whatsoever. And the Bible said that was the first sign he did. So what was it that she was seeing all the while? And that advice still holds today. Praise the Lord. Whatever Jesus says to you and I, what should we do? We should take the advice of Mary and do it. Praise the Lord. Who can give me an example of one of the things they said to us? Clear, very clear in the scripture. The easiest one. Someone should get it now. Where is it? It says it's my favorite scripture. Seek you first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what will happen? How many of us are doing that? It's not easy, Abby. 
Yes, we're trying. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that's where we started from. And um, in essence, what we're learning on Sunday is um, that God is faithful. Praise the Lord. Who will not allow us, okay, to face any temptation, to be in any situation without also, prior to the temptation meeting us, providing a way of escape, just like we saw in Peter's case, okay? We saw that there was a way that while he's washing his net, before he leaves, praise the Lord, before that day ends, the master will come and use his boat and then bless him beyond measure so that Peter could actually thank God because if he caught fish, maybe some fish the night before, who knows? The master may not have met him. He may have quickly gone. We don't know. But what we learned is that with every temptation, God has already made a way of escape in every difficulty. Now, we are not saying this to say that we don't go through trials. No, we go through trials, but there will not be overburdening, overbearing why? Because God knows how much we can bear. How many of us feel like we are going through things that we can't bear again? Okay, we all are. Praise the Lord. So, the message is for you. It means that there is a way. But how do you even know what you can bear if you don't bear it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anyway, so, is the assurance is giving us no temptation has overtaken us but such as is what? Common to man. Okay? But God is faithful. I like the way the, the scripture put it. It says, it is common, the temptation, yes, but in spite of it, God is what? Faithful. And he says, who will not allow me, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able? Okay? But with the temptation, we said with means it comes in company. Okay, so once that temptation comes, the way is already there as well. If you don't see the way, then that means there should be no temptation. But if there is a temptation, then it means what? The way is already there. Praise the Lord. And we said we must settle that if not, we won't find a way. We must believe there is a way. If we don't believe there is a way, you won't look for the way. You'll be like, you know, trying to force that little packet open. You know, not knowing that the makers were sensible enough, were reasonable enough to provide some way to open it and enjoy their product. Praise the Lord. So, what we want to do this evening is that we want to look at a case study in the Bible and, and begin to see how this thing unfolds so that it may not say exactly what where you are in but it will lay for us the principles praise the lord and i trust that by these principles we are going to become you know we, we are going to be in a place where um, um, um we would call it we travel in our christian journey through the path of minimum suffering let me say minimum suffering the part of there is a suffering that is necessary our Lord Jesus Christ says, unless you deny yourself, take up your cross, and, you know, follow me. You cannot be my disciple. So, there is a cross that we're going to bear. But then, 
Even our Lord Jesus, when he was bearing the cross, remember that God somebody at a point to help him bear it. So the temptation was not beyond what he could bear. Praise the Lord. And we read that the Holy Spirit helped him. You have the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we are learning this. And what I want to start with is this. The trials you and I face, the difficulties and situations and the, the hardship, whatever it is we go through, can produce either of two things. One thing it can produce in us, which is where we don't want to be, is hardness of heart, difficulties, challenges. It can produce what? Hardness of heart, hardness of heart. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7 to 11, let's put that on the screen. It says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. Where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said they always go astray in their hearts and they have not known my ways. Okay, so he says, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. But the first verse says, well, he said, do not harden your heart. Praise the Lord. Do not harden your heart. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. In that difficult situation you are going through, please do not what? Harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Do not shut your heart. Do not shut God out. Do not shut the ways of God out. Do not shut the promises of God out. Please, no matter what it is, men forsake you. You know, people forsake you. You know, uh, you've tried 20 times, you failed. Do not harden your heart. The Bible says, Sarah, in spite of all that happened, what did she do? She received strength to conceive. Her conception needed strength. If she did not supply that strength, there will be no conception. Do not harden your heart. Say to yourself, I will not harden my heart. Now, what am I saying? You become a superman or superwoman. No. Let me show you the other thing that it should produce. Difficulties should produce brokenness and contrition or contrition. Isaiah 57 verse 15. Isaiah 57 15. It says, God speaking here. It says, for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. He says, I dwell where? In the high and holy place. Who do I dwell there with? He said, with him who has what? A contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble. And to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Now, what am I saying here? What I'm saying is that that difficulty shouldn't make me close to God. Close my heart to God. It should rather what? Make me open my heart to God. Is that openness God is looking for? He says, I dwell in the high and holy place with him who is lowly, whose heart is broken. What's he saying? He says there is an automatic lifting. Praise the Lord. So when things happen that, you know, break you down, don't struggle. Surrender to the Lord. Bless him. Worship him. Exalt him. Sanctify now the Lord God in your heart. Tell him, Lord, in spite of what I'm going through, you are God. You are faithful. You never fail. You're dependable. You're reliable. Okay? My situation may not be good, but you are good. 
You understand? And I know you are good. And I know you love me. Praise the Lord. When you create that opportunity, what you automatically do is that you invoke Isaiah 57, 15. Which means God will do what? He will bring you to where he is. And then you will have a testimony. Somebody will have a testimony in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We also said on Sunday, we looked at 1 Corinthians 10, 13, which says, you know, um, which we've read, sorry, the way I put it here, I said the reason men suffer too long or too much is because they reject the way God made for their escape. So I want us to come to 1 Samuel 13. It's a passage we are familiar with. It's the account of what happened at Ziklag. And um, I don't know when last we looked at it here, but we noted that this was David's last battle before he entered into his reign. After this test, David did not, the only other test he faced was his own private test when he, you know, went for uh, Bathsheba. But after this, he entered into God's reign where God just said, enter and begin to enjoy. Somebody will fight his last battle before he enters reign in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, what happened in this uh, passage? I don't know whether we should read it. It's a bit long, but let's read it. Okay, let's read it. He said, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there was burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinam the Jezreelite, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David did what? Strengthen himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech, son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Praise the Lord. Um, okay, l- let me stop here. We're going to refer to a lot of the, almost the entire chapter. But let's stop here so that we can, you know, do it in enough details. So this is where most times when we read this story, we stop. Because it's very exciting. And the Lord says what? Pursue, overtake and recover all. Which is okay. But you see, in the light of what we are learning, okay, we want to see, take some things from here so that you and I in the different places where God has spoken to us, we can see the word come to fulfillment in Jesus' name. The first thing I want us to see here is this. The trial of David here is not a mean one. I'm sure we understand that. You travel, you come back, the house is burnt. The house is burned. You can't see your wife. You can't see your children. You can't see, you know, whoever it is. Nobody. That's enough for a man to kill himself. Praise the Lord. And he didn't stop there. It even went further. But I want us to see something very key there. If you have your Bibles, go back to um, 
the previous chapter, verse, uh, chapter 29. When you go to the previous chapter, chapter 29, something happened there. That was where God said, I will not allow David to be tempted beyond what he can. You know what happened in chapter 29? In chapter 29, the Philistines were going to battle against Israel. Okay? And in this battle, if David went in this battle, who would he fight? He will fight his own people. Now, if he fought his own people, he'll be fighting against God. You understand? Okay, so the first deliverance God sent for him was that the lords of the Philistines, the other, you know, um, divisions said, David will not go with us. Okay? But more than that also, or rather not more than that, another thing that God did for him was this. These people were going to fight the children of Israel. David was the one who killed their champion. Eh? Do you remember that confrontation? Bring out one champion, bring out. And here was David in the midst of the entire Philistine army. And they let him go. Listen, one of the ways you keep yourself thankful, no matter what you're going through, is when you know that you could have died before today. You know, some people say, this thing, eh, it won't finish. If it is to finish, they would have finished you before then. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? David had no business surviving that trial. Each time I read that story, I marvel at God's mercy. If he went, what would he do? In the middle of the battle, who is he going to fight? If he didn't go, assuming they said he won't go, the next thing should have been to kill him. That's what they should have done. But they sent him away and went to fight, unquote, on his behalf. And say, go back to Ziklag before the sun rises. When you go home, read the account. Before the sun rises the next day, he said, just go home. Go home. You and your people. So it was in that liberation that he went and saw what he saw. I don't know what exact you know, words David said to the Lord when he strengthened himself. But maybe he must have said to the Lord, I can't explain what happened to my family. But I know I myself should have been dead. Is someone listening to me? Whatever it is could have been worse, but for God. Are you with me? But for God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, can I tell you something? Hunger. Some of you know, you've gone through hunger, hunger, uh, you know, not fasting, hunger. Okay? That you sense hunger means you're healthy. <laughs> is someone hearing me? That money is your problem means health is not your problem. Are you getting me? That uh, 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 engagement, husband is your problem means that money and uh, health is not your problem. There is no fight in your, you know, there, there are issues that you'll be facing. Oh. In fact, <laughs> what you're calling a problem now, you won't remember it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, David, I don't know what he used to encourage himself, but he must have stepped back. I, just picture where he was. He was in the middle. This is a clear case of the devil and the deep blue sea. There was no way out. I don't know how, how he went there, but God in his mercy just picked him up. 
They said to the master, Akish, they said, is he not the one that they sang the song? Read that thing. But they didn't mention killing of Goliath. He blocked it from their memory. They sang of him. This man killed his 10,000. But they didn't say he's the one who killed that champion. What are we waiting for? He's the champion of the Israelites. They could have killed him and then take it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God, his word is what? True. He will not allow you. I want you to repeat after me. He will not allow me to be tempted beyond what I can bear. That's why I'm where I am. Yes. His faithfulness is what brought me this way. So that David could come back to Ziklag and face the trial there was that God delivered him from a greater trial. Praise the Lord somebody. Okay, so we are back to Ziklag now. So when he got there and saw what was happening, from verse 1 to to 2, say this is what happened. And 3 to 5, they began to weep. And they wept until there was no more power to weep. Okay? I, I want to make, you know, just a little comment on this. There's nothing wrong with, you know, expressing emotions. We're human beings. Praise the Lord. But you see, like, like um, one of our pastors in the other church once said to somebody who lost um, the mom or the dad. He said to her, you know, she was crying, crying, crying. After some time, he said to her, sister, sister so that if crying will bring your father back, all of us here would have joined to cry. So can we make progress? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so they wept. What, is, what, what am I trying to say? There is a way you can dwell on what has happened that cannot bring progress. You're wasting your time. Weep, oh, lament, oh, you know, whatever. But after some time, know that this one cannot take you further. It won't move you from this bus stop. So they wept until what? There was no more power to weep. Somebody had been weeping. Okay, now, how long have you wept? How long have you lamented? Now, can we move to the next stage and find a solution? Praise the Lord. Now, unfortunately for David, when they had no more power to weep, you know the next power they had to stone him. Because they now analyzed the situation and said, David is what? To be blamed. He's the cause. He's the reason this thing happened. What do we do? Let's kill the cause. Let's stone him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stone him. Now, can I tell you something? Can we learn something from this? Brethren, I, I think I had to write it. Right? I had to write it the way the Lord you know, revealed it to me. It said, in difficult, painful, trying situations and circumstances... Don't, do not isolate the weak or the person the mis- who caused the mistake or the ignorant one, whatever, to blame. Don't look for who to what? Don't look for who to blame. You know what you should look for? It says you should look for the real adversary. Killing David, how would he have helped them? They would have killed the person they blamed. Their problem with their what? Just remained with them. Brethren, one of the ways of escape God makes for us is what? Turn your eyes away from who? You see, it's human nature to look for who to blame. 
Most times when couples have problems, we are looking for who to blame, isn't it? If, if your wife is guilty or my, your husband is guilty, how has it solved the problem? How has it moved you people forward? But if you step aside and ask yourself, who wishes this marriage? Who wishes this family? Who wants us dead? Who wants us, you know, destroyed? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is it your business partner? Is it your fellow brother in church? It, that, none, no, none of them. So many times we fight the wrong battle. We fight the wrong persons. We, no wonder the Bible says the weapons of our warfare. It says we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. But against what? Principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The enemy is not the one. You see, not, notice I say something. The one who is to be blamed is not the enemy. You can blame him, but he's not the enemy. <laughs> the one who is it's his weakness that is causing the problem. Eh? It's also not the enemy. It's weakness that is called. It's not wickedness. Uh-huh. Somebody is weak. What the person needs is assistance. As long as the person is in your team, if the person is weak, if you kill him, well, that's, that may be a solution. I don't know. But as long as the person will remain in your team, what he needs is what? Support. Is somebody getting me? This, because I, I don't know any other situation in the Bible. That's why I think the Holy Ghost gave us it. That was as bad as this. So we can take it and apply it in different circumstances. It's not who to blame. Many times we are looking for who to blame. Identify so that you can cancel. It doesn't happen again. Am I right? Am I clear? But don't stop there. Killing David would not have solved their problem. Blaming David would not have solved their problem. Okay? Now, on the other side also, you know, on the other side, when they started uh, uh, speaking of stoning David and killing David, David also challenging them, telling them, look at you. You came here distressed. You came here in debt. This is what I did to you. This is what I, 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 I picked you up, you know, from people always picking people up. Who picked you up? You know? <laughs> I picked up, I did this, I did that. David noticed, David also did not go that route with them. You know what David did? I like the way, I think it's uh, uh, the Living Bible. The Bible said, David took strength from the Lord. Don't t- tell yourself, I will no longer waste my energy. <laughs> that there's a problem is enough. Eh? What am I wasting my energy? Fighting whose the solution will not come from. If killing David would have brought their family back, maybe they should kill David. Is someone getting me? Now, the person that you're angry with, killing the person, will he solve the problem? So don't waste the energy. He said, David strengthened himself. David took strength. Thank you. He said, David took strength from the Lord. That was the turning point. You know why? When, when the enemy comes against us, there are stages in the battle. How many of us, when, when we were younger, we played the um, computer games? Well, I think most of us did. And in those computer games, there were stages. There's level one, level two, you know. The easiest one, I think, is Pokemon, Abby. You're catching, they're throwing uh, nuts, and the monkey's catching it. You remember? When you're in level one, you know, you're just catching like. 
There's a level you get. They start throwing five, five, uh, <laughs> five knots at the same time. So you have to use hand and leg and be catching it. <laughs> the trials we go through are like that. The first level is the one the outside enemy did. Are you getting me? The one from outside, if you're not able to handle it, it finishes you completely. Now, it begins to get internal. So, this is no longer what the enemy did. This is now the people speaking of stoning David. The thing has become, it has, it's imported problem. Do you understand? They have cleared the wahala and brought it home. They have brought it into the church. They have brought it into the business. They have brought it into the family. But David was not trapped there. He himself also exported the problem. Are you following me? He said, <laughs> all these things that are going on here, even if all of us kill ourselves, it won't help anybody. So what did he do? He turned his eyes to the one from whom solution could come. And God being faithful, what did he do? God responded. Remember, people go to seek this help from God and God speaks no word. God gives no answer. But in this case, what did God do? He answered and added. He says, shall I pursue, shall I overtake? God added and says what? Pursue, overtake, and you what? Without fear, recover all. Praise the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's move from what God said and see how it unfolded. Verse 9 says, so David went. We are looking at way of escape, right? So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where those stayed who were left behind. Verse 10 says what? I want you to read verse 10 for me. But David pursued, he and what? For 200 men stayed behind, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Bessel. Because of time, let me jump and deal with this. This another level of test. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Spirit of the living God, give us insight. Interpretation in Jesus' name. Now they have an enemy to pursue. So they are united. And there were 601 of them. Okay? They don't know the number of these enemies. So they needed all hands on deck. As they are pursuing 200, say, we are tired. That's verse 9. We can't go further. And verse 10 says, but David went. He and. If I were David before reading this. I will tell those 200 men, how can? What a time to, fall, to backslide. Are you understand? My heart would have been really grieved that 200 men were dropping. 600 and 200 are falling by the wayside. It would have affected me as a leader. Now, to prove to you that it was a very serious matter, come to verse 21. 21. We are going to after the battle. Alright? 21. Let's see what it says. It says, now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David. Whom they also had made to start the brook vessel. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him. This time they have relaxed. They have rested. Eh? The battle has been fought. Everything is over. Okay? Please, let's look at the screen. He said, and then David went to meet the people who were with him. And David came near the people and he what? Who greeted who? 
The 200 people that left you to go and fight. Okay, let's, let's be following this story. Are you with me? Because what, 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 let, let, let me just put this together just in case. Is that the deliverance that will work, or rather the way God has made for you and I, is going to come by his nature and his nurture. Do you understand? His nature and his nurture. Anyone you want to take it from. The fruit of the spirit. Against such there is what? No law. He said, David greeted them. Greeted the, uh, the, uh, uh, what? Their woes. The absconders. He greeted them. Gone. 22. He says, then look at what is happening. Then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except for every man's wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. At this point, these people were ready for two groups. Let the 200 weak failures go their way. We are the conquerors. We have fought. We have won the battle. You know, let's go ahead. Isn't that what they say? Now, do you know that what is happening here? It's very natural. It's very normal. Do you understand? It's very normal. You can't blame them. I would have done the same. Do you understand? Every one of us would have done the same. But do you know that God... The, the, today we looked at Get Connected. I think it's Jeremiah 17. 5. It says the heart of man is what? There's... Desperately wicked. is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked. God tests the hearts of men. Do you know that God, some of us are trusting God for financial prosperity, right? Billionaires and all of that. What, what, you, know, you know, we've come into the, the church at a time where you're being told God wants to bless you to shame your enemy. No, God will want to bless you so that you can love your brother. So he can lift up the others. This, there was a test of brotherly love. Are you getting me? There's a test of brotherly love. There was a test testing these people's heart. David, that verse 10 that says, but David went on. David passed the test. And said, God, you can count on me. I will take care of your week. On Sunday, we say, God loves everybody. Somebody say, Lord, enlarge my heart. Oh, yes, Lord, enlarge my heart. Lord, enlarge my heart. God loves everybody. God knowing that David will not discard these 200 men, it added to the favor and mercy of God upon him. Child of God, when you're in difficulties, the, the plot of the enemy is to close your heart. Some people are going through difficult situations and they are just looking at those who are not, you know, and they are planning how they will show these people when they come out. Forgetting that you can't come out unless God brings you out. And the people you want to show, God wants you to show them blessing. But you want to show them wickedness. So there is a discord. That's why you haven't come out. Eh? How can you come out again and show wickedness when God wants to show them mercy? That's what people are praying. Fire! Let, Lord, bless me so that my name... No, God, God, God is not with He said, can two walk together unless they be agreed? That is not, are, are we going in the same direction? David demonstrated, God, I have your heart. I have your heart. I have your heart. If you go down, go down. David said, these people are going to share 
from the spoils the same way that those who went for the battle will share. That's a tough one. That's a large heart. Are you with me? You know what that says? Can I break it down for us? If we get it right, amongst us, just like in the early church, your prosperity is my prosperity. My adversity is your adversity, as long as we're together. If we get it right. Is someone getting what I'm saying? You went, yes, you went, you jumped seven rivers, you did this, you brought that. Okay, even me, I was in church, ushering, Abby. You're coming back here, Abby. This is your base, Abby. When you come back, open bag. Now all of us. The politicians understand this. Barista, okay, you're a politician. They understand this. That's why they can do anything for each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you, you read that. It says, and, and David, David established, I think it's verse 25. David established it as a statute in Israel. So, that was recorded. God was happy. His people would be taken care of. What did Jesus say to Peter? If you love me, what should you do? He said, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Okay? The Lord will prosper you in the name of Jesus. And you will be a canopy for God's people in the name of Jesus. Okay. Even getting more interesting. So that was another test he passed. He passed the heart check. He passed the check of brotherly love. Okay? Because that verse 10 put it like that. But David pursued, showing David's attitude in advance. And then at the end, they showed us really this is the man's heart towards it. The next one, which is the final one, and then we'll pray. The Bible says in verse 11, as this diminished 400 people continued, he said they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. Let's stop there. They found an Egyptian in the field. They are children of Israel, right? Egyptians are their enemies. This Egyptian now joined whoever it was that attacked and burned Ziklag. What is the normal reaction seeing this boy already? Uh -uh. But, you know, just pieces, suya. You know, unfortunately, there was a time, I hope it's no longer happening again, in the heat of the crisis in Joss, that, you know, the, the people started, you know, eating. The devil is wicked. You know what will make Christians? You see, these people who don't know God, whatever they do, you must kneel down and receive grace to make excuse for them. They don't know. But what will make us turn and start behaving like them? It cannot lead us to the solution because it's not the nature of God. When the Egyptian was found and they brought him to David, I'm sure the men were expecting David to say, let's pieces, the anger. You know, the Bible says the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. May that enter my head. I want to be selfish. <laughs> Many times I go, yeah, 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 yeah. When you do that, you expire your wrath, but it does not produce what you want. You have done what you... <laughs> the wrath of man does not, cannot 
produce the right. It, it won't get you to the destination you're going. So why are you going that route? Why are you following that way? When they brought the Egyptian, David said, give him cake. I, I, I read that thing. There, there was something I saw there. He said they gave him, uh-huh, uh-huh. They, they brought him, and they gave him bread, and he ate. Eh? Are you looking at the screen? They gave him bread, and he ate. It was not enough. They gave him water, eh? and he drank. Look at verse 12. They gave him dessert. Hey, this one is too much. Uh-uh. The bread and water was not enough for him. At that time, they should just kill him. But what did they do? They now gave him what? Cake of fish and two clusters of only him. He was still eating. They were giving him, he was eating. Listen, you're going to come out of that problem. By wisdom. By wise counsel, you'll come out. Because the enemy is wicked. Huh? Somebody that fainted water, they just put water on the person's lips. The person should come alive. This boy refused. They needed him more than he needed them. They needed him, so he was eating. When he finishes eating, he'll faint again. Until they brought David's food, the August food, the cake of figs, and the cloth. They, when they brought the delicacy, when he finished eating that one, he had mercy on them. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Now, what did they show here? They showed godliness. Godliness is when you behave like God. When they saw him, yes, he was an enemy to David and his team. But he was not an enemy to God. So they had him revived. Now, on the other side, his masters treated him like the devil. Because he was no longer useful to his master. So they abandoned him. I said on Sunday, the only way God can separate us is we behave differently. This is where Christianity is missing it now. People pray in church. People fast. People shout. People do yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, And then they behave like the world. No difference. No difference. No difference. But when you catch this, the scripture that says the path of the just is as the shining light. That's how you'll be going. Higher and higher. People will be wondering. Because you have the wisdom of God has come upon you. The nature, that thing that the Father is looking for. Until we all come to be to the fullness of the stature of the measure of the man Christ. Until you're transformed. That's what he's looking for. When where you stand, Christ is standing. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for who can shout. If he's shouting, conductors will be the best prayer people. Oshalake, oshalake. He's not he's not shouting, right? He's not talking from your dream. Yeah, yeah. That's entertainment. It's the nature. Praise the Lord. It's the nature. The other people said, this boy is useless to us. He's weak. The food we're going to give him. Only food was what he needed. And they raided Ziklag. They couldn't spare food. for Maybe the, one, maybe the boy eats too much. Because they raided Ziklag. So they had food. But they abandoned him. But that was their undoing. Their wickedness was their undoing. David's love was his victory. 
We can close now. We can close now. Okay, I think uh, Kenneth Hagin wrote a book. They love the way to victory. That's it. It was when that boy recovered that he took David to the camp of these people. What were they doing? They were eating. They were drinking. They were celebrating. And they raided them. That was how they recovered. So God's word, you shall pursue, you shall overtake, you shall without fail recover all. The way out was the fruit of the spirit. Do you understand? It was a fruit. It was this. It was this thing that we're talking about. These little things. The nature. God cannot walk contrary to Himself. No matter what is done to us, God will bring us out by His nature. They accused Joseph. They put him in prison. God did not. We we thank God. Even that one also. You know, uh, uh, Paul and Silas. God did not send an earthquake. What he did was that in prison, he gave Joseph a loving heart. He was ministering to them. And people he ministered to went out. And by them, they came to look for Joseph to lift him. That's the way he walks. Let's rise on our feet. No temptation. No temptation has befallen you. But such as is what? Come unto man. God wants me up. He wants me out. He wants me healed. He wants me saved. He wants me delivered. He wants me out of debt. He wants me. He wants me. And the word has gone forth. Lord, I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom. I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to tell the Lord, I believe you. You love me. Your way, your way, your way, your way, your way, your way, your way. Your way was in the sea. In the middle of this situation, you have a way. Just like for David and the team, there was a way. They went and it was a walkover. The whole camp were there drunk, relaxing, celebrating. Because how those people could not be traced. The way they plotted it, they were so sure that nobody would find them. But little did they know that they left a loose end. And David, in, his, in God's mercy... And in his obedience, also picked up that loose end. They could have bypassed that boy, even if not killing him. They could have neglected him. But he was the key that Jehovah used. Tonight, God is speaking to everyone in their own language. There's a direction you need to go so that he might lift you up. God is faithful. God is reliable. God is love. God is here. Jehovah is here. There is nothing. The, 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 the scripture we read in Jeremiah on Sunday. It said to, at the point, God said to, to Jeremiah, He said, Is there anything too hard for me? Tonight, God is saying to you and I, My son, my daughter, is there anything too hard for me? I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, I believe there is nothing too hard. Help me. 
to obey you. Help me to trust you. Help me to follow the way that you have made. Help me, oh Lord. Help me. Help me. I need you to talk to the Lord. And, and, and maybe for tonight, you, you, can, you can speak to him as, you know, as quietly so that you can hear him because that's where we're going to. Because the Bible says to us in that Second Corinthians 10, I think we mentioned it. It said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. There is something. On Sunday, we talked about humility. We don't walk after the flesh. We don't walk after the flesh. It, it, it's, not every, it's not every battle that, that we fight you know, in this world that way. There is a cancer. It said, by wise cancer, wage your own war. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. God is speaking. He said, wisdom is better than the weapons of war. God is speaking. I want, Lord, to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. You are faithful, Lord. 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 I call you faithful. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are faithful. I want you to declare that. It might sound like, Pastor, why is this? Lord, you are faithful. Because I will help you to see the way. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are faithful. David didn't operate with superhuman strength in this case. I don't know what, you know, how God did it for Goliath. But he operated by the fruit of the Spirit. And you have the Spirit of God. The same God is good towards all. I see people rising. I see wonderful testimonies. I see healings. Even medically, they've shown that some conditions are traceable to the things that the fruit of the Spirit will help. Bitterness, anger, wrath, causing some things in the, you know, in the, in the heart and the in different places. Lord, tonight I judge you faithful. You are good. And I just want to be like you. I just want to be like you. I just want to be like you. I will not fail to mention diligence. The Bible says the diligent soul shall be made fat. We also mentioned before we started, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First, the kingdom, not second, not third. Lord, we thank you. I want us to take a prayer point, and the reason we're going to take that prayer point is because it, it, it was just too, too, too clear in line with what we are learning. We all know the story of Job. There's another man that suffered. Praise the Lord. In Job um, 2 verse 11. In Job 2 verse 11. The Bible said. When Job's three friends heard of all his adversity. That had come upon him. He said each one came from his own place. Eliphaz the Temanite. Bildad the Shuhite. And Zophar. The Namatite. He said, For they made an appointment together to come among with him and to comfort him. 
You know what the Lord said to me? He said, this was my way of escape for Job. You know the story. When these three friends came, they, they joined to add injury to pepper. Pepper to injury. Eh? They put sand on injury. Put pepper. Put. They said to Job, this thing can only happen to wicked people. And this one can only happen to very wicked people. Say this thing that is happening to you. Ah! God can No! This is only for wicked people. They, they, they so robbed the thing in for Job that the only natural thing for Job to have been doing is, Lord, this thing that I'm going through, let them experience it. Let them what? <laughs> that, I'm, I, I'm, listen, I said the only natural word. And we don't even know Job didn't wish it because he would have done wrong. But do you know what the Bible said? Now, give us Job 42, 42 verse uh, 10. And then we'll close. We won't even need to pray again. Job 42, 10. I want you to read it for me, everybody. No, no, the first line is okay. When did Job's suffering end? Which friends did he pray for? His besties. Eh? Notice the when there. That's why... It was when, which means if Job did not, there will be no restoration. They were not part of the beginning. No? Notice at this point, many of us where we are, the devil is no longer in the equation. There was no devil mentioned again. It was between God, Job, and his friends. It was when, when, Something unnatural. They, God said to them, go to my son Job. Go to my servant. It was left to Job to say, you're coming to me now. Shege, waka. But <laughs> the spirit of Christ in him, he said, God bless them. God forgive them. Thinking he was blessing them. Not knowing that it was his way out. As he was doing that, God was blessing him. I need somebody to cry. I want to be wise. The apostle Paul said, talked about, uh, uh, he said, spiritual, in all understanding and spiritual wisdom. There is spiritual wisdom, sir. The problem is that we are hearing too much nonsense from preachers. We are not hearing the truth, the way God wants it to operate. There is spiritual understanding. It's not magic. From the time Jesus came to the cross. Do you know that Jesus is the most spiritual person ever? Because he was God. And what did he teach us? He taught us simple love. So I don't need to suspend in heaven. When Job prayed for his friends. Somebody here. God is speaking to you. You need to bless somebody. Even tonight. You need to connect and say to the person, I'm not normal. I'm supernatural. I forgive you. I apologize. I love you. I will bless you. When God prospers me, I, I wish you well. I pray for you. You, are, you go and be blessed. No longer waiting for somebody to suffer. Who are you that you want somebody to suffer? It doesn't matter what has happened, what the person did. 
I'm remembering a story. I think my wife told me the story about a man and a woman, a man and a young wife in, in you know in those days in Port Harcourt. And this man went and got an, a young girl impregnated. The wife hadn't had a child in adultery. And when the thing came to the notice of this woman, you know what she said? She said, give me the child. I don't have a child. Say, give me the child. I'll nurse the child. They gave her the child. She continued with her husband. I think, I don't know whether in less than a year. God blessed her. I think the child was a girl. God blessed her with a boy. If she had cursed and killed and whatever, we don't know. I'm not saying I know, but I'm just saying this. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. When the Bible says, do not give place to the devil. It it doesn't matter the provocation. I will not give place to the devil. The devil will not borrow me. He will not borrow me. He will not borrow me. I receive grace. I receive grace to only be a vessel of the Holy Spirit. A vessel of love. It's not easy. That's why we pray. It's not easy. It's easier said than done, sir. It's not easy, but the Lord will help us. He said he works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Lord, I ask for grace to operate in the ways of the children of God. I ask for grace, O Lord, to operate like one who is a citizen of heaven. I ask for grace, O Lord, to operate with spiritual wisdom and understanding. To know the knowledge of your will. I ask for grace, O Lord. Help me. I'm a Christian. I'm your child. Let your nature and your nurture flow through me so that I can walk in that way that you are prepared before time. Help me, my God. Help me. Let me not be foolish. Let me not be foolish. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center off Banex Guarampa Expressway near next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle at T Father's Church. Also on Instagram, The Father Church. God bless you.